You are now listening to Escape Rally Comics Podcast Show, a podcast where we discuss all things nerdy, geeky, fandom, and so much more. We will cover everything from what is happening in the world of comics, shows, and fandom to the hard-hitting stories of the news today. Now, here's your hosts, Chad and Kevin. Hello and welcome to Escape Rally Comics Podcast Show. I'm your host, Chad, with my co-host, Kevin. How are you doing today, buddy? Great. Hey, we're on 26 episodes, man. Two six exactly. That's crazy, dude. We started back in February. Actually, it was February thirteenth. Yeah, Friday the thirteenth is when we started. <laughs> Did we really? I didn't yeah. pay attention. Friday the thirteenth. It could have been oh, Saturday the thirteenth, but you know, same difference. Well, I mean, <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> wow. Oh, that, you know, I want to want to thank you, man. We've been doing this so long now. It's it doesn't seem that, but it actually is because we're pretty we we do so many episodes so i appreciate you buddy i mean we've been doing this for like four months now yeah pretty crazy yeah it didn't seem even seem that long <laughs> oh jesus it yeah it really doesn't so it's title the the title for today is timey wimey mischief video games which is an awesome title shut up it is <laughs> So oh, yes, it is. What do we got today? We got uh delayed PlayStation five games. That's going to be a may release uh, on a certain PS4. I just gave the answer. Um, Ratchet and clank rift apart uh, review roundup. And then we're going to be talking about um, Elden ring. Oh, we also have the E3 2021 schedule highlights. And then we, Obviously, we're going to have to talk about Loki and this tra- time-traveling craziness. So, let's start with uh, the PlayStation 5 games, buddy. Let's go on. Do your thing. All right. So, yeah, the PlayStation 5's got... They have a lot of games that they've been showing off. Like, uh, they got God of War, Ragnarok. I, they, I don't know if they've actually shown gameplay or or any kind of footage of it. Uh, I have not teasing. seen any footage of that at all. Yeah, footage. I don't think he, Jesus. I can talk today. Footage, but yeah, I don't. I don't think Sony has actually shown it off yet. But they were like, "Yeah, it's going to come in 2021," and then they delayed it. And then uh, Sony recently has shown off uh, the latest Horizon game for Forbidden West, and then they've also shown off Gran Turismo Seven at least. So those those were games to look forward to. Apparently, in 2021, I I didn't really think it was those games were going to really meet their, their deadline. If that makes any sense. I was just like, Oh, okay, cool. Um, but apparently Herman Hulst, uh, head of PlayStation studios, he hinted that some of these exclusives might actually be, be delayed just to make sure that they're going to also be uh, on PlayStation four. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I wonder why they would start doing that. Because there's yeah. like PlayStation fives are pretty much you can't get in your whole you can't get your hands on them no more. Yeah, and I and I think that Sony too is trying to figure out that like okay, well Xbox has a lot of different Xboxes and you know Xbox One and now they got the new generation the Series S and X and then PC. So like a lot of your games on the Xbox can play on a lot of those devices. So maybe Sony was probably going okay, we just but just do PlayStation five. What about the PS4 players? Yeah. Um, and I, I think that, you know, uh, you know, that 
they're they're delaying this to make sure that both versions are available at the same time on the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. So uh, a lot of people are just kind of some fans are just wanting the PS5 games to just be on PlayStation 5. So they're kind of upset about this. Um, like, no. how do you feel about it? I really haven't played my PlayStation 4 took a big old dumper on me. So I haven't played like a PlayStation game for a very long time. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a big Witcher fan. Uh, God of War is one of those games I always wanted to play. But during that time, I got released my game. Just uh, my PS4 took a dumper on me. So I, I really game. So I think as you can't get your hands on a goddamn P- PlayStation five. Still, they're still sold out. You still can't get, you know, I can't yeah. get, I, I cannot find it where, whatsoever anywhere. So I think it's pretty much fair to say that. Yeah. People want to have PlayStation four. They can't get their hands on a PlayStation five. Go for it, man. It's yeah. more money for PlayStation, so yeah, and that that helps. Um, and but my speculation is that these delayed games, the big big three that I talked about, yeah, they were probably originally made on the PlayStation Four kind of development kits, and then they adapted it for PlayStation Five. That's if that's kind of how I feel. So they're probably like, well, let's just do that now for both. exactly. I, so. I I can see that happening. To be honest, I can definitely can see that happening. Uh, and then the Herman Holst, head of PlayStation Studios, uh, he says, quote, if the PS4 owners want to play that game, they can. Then they can. If they want to go go on and play the PS5 version, uh, that game will be there for them. So it's just he I think he's just trying to make sure, you know, uh, that these games are just playable by a lot of different angles. Um, yeah. I, I think Xbox has actually done a good job w- with handling this. Actually, you know what? I'm actually thinking about getting an Xbox. Oh, are you? Yeah, because I can't get my hands on a PlayStation 5. So I'm just yeah. like, hmm. Well, the X- Xbox with Microsoft side, they have this kind of program where you can sign up and then you have to pay monthly installments. Oh, yeah. But yeah. but they you can get an Xbox that way. They'll, they'll send you an Xbox, but it's, it's understanding that you're paying it off. You have it. <laughs> Sony might want to try that though. I just yeah. rather just pay it off. I I'm, yeah, no, all, all at once. <laughs> exactly, just pay it off. Just rip so, the bandaid off. Yeah, yeah, and then you know it's it's done. Exactly, it hurts, but you're done. No. Exactly, you're not being screwed in the long term. Hell no. So uh, yeah, and then Ratchet and Clank uh, Rift Apart. That was the big game. One of the games that I highlighted on that June hi- highlights uh, episode I did. Yes. Uh, so that game's out now. Um, and I wanted to kind of cover the the review roundup and some of the places that I like to uh, check out. So IGN gave it a nine out of ten, uh, and that, that's a near perfect score. Uh, they had really? quote fantastic uh, P- PlayStation Five exclusive showpiece for the console's power and a delightful adventure in its own right. See, I saw the trailer for the Ratchet and Clank, the the new one, and I wasn't too impressed by it. It just seemed like another time travel like where ratchet is a female version of ratchet and that's pretty much it it's like what i'm i'm not seeing the where is it at you know what i mean right but hey. yeah i think you know i think that what what's really going on with this game and everybody's so excited about it is is just how it looks it, it looks like a pixar movie yes and, yes and i think that that you know with this generation with playstation 5 and the new Xbox and modern PCs, we're going to see that like, 
but look, our game is pretty and it's got ray tracing. You know, that's that's been that huge push right now. According to these reviews, uh, it it's it's holding up though. It actually, uh, even though it looks pretty, it's also good. Hmm. Uh, push PushSquare.com. That's one of my favorite sites for PlayStation news. Uh, they gave it an eight out of ten, so it's a it's a tad lower. Uh, okay. But they, you know, for for its jaw dropping presentation and dual sense features, so the controller kind of has that adaptive feedback, like I've been talking about on the podcast. And then it's quote: "This is one of those games that's just really, really good." So there's that one. And then video game is uh, two four seven. Really, really good. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm going back to that. I mean, that's a horrible review. <laughs> They didn't even try. What should we put down on this thing? I don't know. Really, really good. All right. Really, really (laughs) good. Signed. (laughs) Signed. Push square. (laughs) So video games 247, they gave the game a perfect 100. And they said, this is a full fat planet hopping mystery filled adventure that PlayStation 5 owners will lap up and non owners will resent for not being able to play the game, perhaps uh, through no lack of trying. Miles Morales and Demon's Souls were superb launch titles for the PS5, but now we're through that looking glass. The bar has been set, and the PlayStation 5 has arrived. Okay, now VG247 is doing way too much with their reviews. <laughs> I mean, you got, put, <coughs> you got Push Square not doing enough, and you got uh, video games... 24 7 going full force <laughs> with it <laughs> big old big old like yeah like conclusion there it's full yeah, I, mean, I, I think it's it just shows that that you know the game is good yeah it's pretty but it's also good so i, I mean i'm glad as a playstation fan that makes me happy so, i mean yeah yeah i know you're like but the trailer i don't know <laughs> yeah i just can't get I, I don't see where the hype's at i can get it from nostalgia eric's i played rising clink when i was a kid right but you know like spiral and all that stuff too was growing up but now looking at now it's just like mm, yeah okay you know yeah great <laughs> whoop yeah, so yeah there you go so like your your view on it and then mine i'm like the, the opposite i'm like i'm excited <laughs> yeah I'm sitting there like, okay, it looks good. Don't get me wrong. It looks really good. I just don't, don't see the appeal for it. You know what I mean? I'm sitting like, hey, but I might be a snob. Who knows? I I don't know. You snob. I know. So, so so one, you know, one thing that I wanted to share with you earlier this week was finally the Elden Ring trailer that I I sent you that link. And did you take a look at that? Dude, I saw that and I was actually impressed by it. Yeah, so lie. this is okay. I figure this is one you're going to be excited about. Yeah. So that the Demon Souls Bloodborne developer from Software, they teamed up with George R. R. Martin and uh, they collaborated to make this game Elden Ring. So I think in 2018, uh, they teased this game with some really short footage and you can tell it was just pre rendered stuff. Yes. The CGI stuff. And finally. <laughs> Ahead of E3, they showed off the, the gameplay and the trailer. I think it looks freaking great, it, dude. It was it looked awesome. Not yeah, gonna lie, it's not gonna you lie. Know, I don't know if you've played from Software's games, especially the Demon Souls, but they kick your ass. And and the the point of the game is to die. So <laughs> that that bothers me really bad. Like 
you want to survive and then you're dying left and right. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. So <laughs> I, I can't imagine this Elden Ring is going to be easy either. So yeah, expect to uh, be in a sad, depressing state, but you're also, you know, it's in the, you know, George R. R. Martin's kind of world. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, just be prepared to do rage quitting. I mean, that's <laughs> to rage quit the game. Uh, this. I'm so mad. So oh my God. Of E3. So we got E3 2021. Uh, it's going to be starting today on Saturday a little bit. Um, they, you know, like they have been announcing stuff slowly, but the, the big uh, highlights that I wanted to point out was June, uh, uh, June 13th, so on Sunday, uh, Xbox and Bethesda will have their showcase presentation. So it looks like it's at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard. So uh, Nice. Yeah, so, you know, because Microsoft acquired Bethesda pretty much. Like, Oh, yeah. Their, yeah. That's a, I think that's a big deal, too. So yeah, I want to highlight that. And, there, and I think we're going to be seeing maybe footage of the new uh, uh, Elder Scrolls game. So they announced that a couple of years back too. So maybe that will be their big Xbox like that and Halo. So they'll probably show off, you know, yeah. maybe some footage. And I and I'm kind of wondering if we're gonna ever see another Elder Scrolls or anything Bethesda on PlayStation, you know? That might might be it. That's <laughs> so pretty much it, yeah. We'll find out. But and then uh on Sunday uh, as well. Uh, at twelve fifteen, we're gonna have the Square Enix presentation. Square I think they're calling it, call it presents. You know, mm-hmm. so they're gonna have. Uh, they showed off Final Fantasy. What are they on sixteen now? Yeah, uh, la- last year or two, and that they look pretty good. So I'm sure they're gonna show off that a bit more. Uh, and who knows what else they'll announce on that? And then Monday looks like June fourteenth at two thirty. Capcom. Uh, Capcom's got their presentation. Boom, boom, boom. So who knows what they're going to show off on that. And then my favorite is the Nintendo Direct. Uh, So Nintendo does their own little, you know, presentation on YouTube and on their site. And I think they've been doing Twitch. So that'll be on Tuesday on the 15th uh, at 9 a.m. So right right at the crack of dawn, sort of. Just right when you should be waking up and having your cup of coffee. Um, and then Sony, I don't, they haven't really announced like any presentation stuff going on. So I'm sure they're going to do something, uh, for E3. So there you go. There's E3 stuff. I wanted to talk about another video games and such. Nice. All righty. What do we got for Loki? Oh my God. So here's the, the tough part. Loki. We also, did you see Loki? Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I got to watch this right away. Exactly. And a lot of people are asking questions about the time traveling on the MCU now. Yeah, it gets confusing. And yeah, so let's let's, uh, break it down. So for you Doctor Who fans, here's a quote. People assume that time is strict progression from cause to effect, but actually from a nonlinear, non-subjective way viewpoint. It's more like a big bowl of wobbly, weebly, wobbly, timey, wimey stuff. <laughs> Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, God. Doctor Who fans would be probably mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to, you know, 
<laughs> they, That's they how hear, he sounds, right? You know, the gonna, doctors sound exactly. Like this is exactly how he sounds, and <laughs> we're gonna have a lot of people just w- rage quit on us. So I'll see you later. <laughs> so let's clear this time travel business up with MCU. If you haven't watched the first Loki episode, you, you don't want spoilers. Then this is the time to close this portion of the podcast and say goodbye. If you are still here, then let's begin. All right. So in the Avengers Endgame, the ancient one, let's start back then, uh, or the Sorcerer Supreme told Bruce Banner that they could not mess with the timeline because it could make a different timeline. As we know now, a Nexus event, right? This would make an alternate timeline. This is what the the ancient one was actually talking about, Bruce Banner about. If they would have taken the the Infinity Stones to one, it would create an alternate timeline, right? Uh, Without changing the original timeline. So if, so let's say, if you died in the original timeline, right in this in this original timeline, you died, but somehow you got set back in the past, you would still die in the original timeline. But then an alternate timeline, you would still be alive and dragging the universe with you. So basically, it's just there's like think of it as a tree, right? So you have the trunk of the tree is the sacred timeline or the original timeline where the timeline is supposed to be. So it grows up. So every single time that a nexus event happens, you get a tree branch, right? So it goes off and make a tree branch and that makes a tree branch. So that's, that's kind of like, it doesn't anything, nothing really affects the original timeline, right? It just squares. It just makes another branch of that timeline, but the original timeline, you still, it's still whatever happens on the original timeline still happens. So with that said, what's the deal with Captain America's time travel craziness. The thing is that he took the ancient one's advice and put the put all the infinity stones back where they belong in the original timeline, right? But as the TVA explained to Loki, that was supposed to happen. The funny thing is that Cap had to go to Vimir, right? Varmir to the to see his old buddy Red Skull and return the soul stone. Just imagine that interaction. Uh, Loki's test rat snatch represents an unfixable time breach of the sacred timeline. And by talk, taking the test rack, he messed up the timeline for that particular infinity stone designated path. So the designated path of that time stone, uh, I mean, of the test rack is it was supposed to be in camp uh, Lehi in the 1970s, right? In the military base, then being the hands of Wendy Lawson in the 1980s then powered the scroll space station in Earth's orbit between 89 to 95, then swallowed by Goose, the cat-looking alien thing, between 95 and 2000s, then being experimented on for the Project Pegasus between the 2000s and 2012, then taken back to Asgard by Thor and stored in Odin's vault between 2012 to, to uh, 2017 then taken again by Loki in 2017, and then lastly given to Thanos by Loki in 2018. So instead, what happened was that he created a loop in time where he, if Cap returns the Tesseract in the original timeline and returns it back to Camp Lehigh in the 1970s, the Tesseract will follow the, the timeline all the way through up until Loki created the new timeline. So he literally made a loop in time. So if Captain America goes back through the 1970s, and it'll pass all the way through up until Loki 
makes this new Nexus event, and now there's a there's a this loop, and it's unfixable. So that's where the movie is supposed to take place. He's supposed to somehow fix it, but he can't return to the original timeline because he dies, quite literally. So we'll see what happens during next week on every Wednesday. It's supposed to show up. So, but yes, uh. I hope that cleared things up. Did you understand this, Kevin? Oh yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely understood it. Um, it, it, you know, it's a little timey wimey again, but <laughs> timey wimey. You know, it's a little confusing, um, you know. But I think it's, uh, you know, time stuff has always been a lot of fun to me. Yeah, I, I, I used to, you know, back, back to the future, you know, and how uh, I think even was it, it both was it which movie was it? Endgame talks about Back to the Future and. I love that idea where it's like you can uh, influence the past or the future, but I, it was very creative by Marvel's side to be like, not really, you know, that yeah. things are, you know, I, I really enjoy this, these concepts, these angles. So exactly. Yeah. So it's, we'll definitely see what, where this, where this goes. Oh, so gosh. I'm excited to see where this goes. Cause it's, it's not, it's not like it's cut, you know, it's cut and dry. It's really complicated when you really think about it because you can make infinite, infinite timelines from the original timeline. Kind of like the tree analogy. You know, you have this just tree with a whole bunch of branches. That's those those branches represents the nexus. Yeah. This is an, another variant of the timeline. It's crazy. And I, I do like you know how Loki now is aware that he he dies like he's dead. Oh yes. <laughs> so that's so cool that like. This this Loki now is he's like what well, I'm supposed to be dead and so he doesn't he doesn't want to he doesn't like the the gods that you know the time gods yes he doesn't like them he doesn't you know because <laughs> he be thinks at this point at uh, this point in time in the timeline he believes he's a god yes he yeah. ultimately believes he's a god he's a god to god and then he finally sees that Thanos literally snaps his neck so. Yeah. I mean, it, it really shows his mortality and he can't, he's like, holy crap. He can't handle that. He can't fathom that. And he's just, I just, you can just see the look in his eyes like, oh my God. But there's one scene that questioned my sexuality. I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if you <laughs> felt the same really way. Um, when Loki was going through and he was getting his, uh, he literally got like lasered, his clothes lasered off and you saw his <laughs> physique. I looked at that as like, um, like, I'm whoa. straight, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just like looked at him. He's like, "What?" And like, <laughs> I was like, "Huh?" Okay. Off. <laughs> Man, Chad questioned things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh god. So, so, what do we got for comic book of the week? Comic book of the week. Oh my, I forgot to write it down. But with the comic book of the week, we have King Thor. So this is going to be pretty cool. So I we, I mentioned King Thor last week on um on basically how to get get to know the Loki, right? Yes, I, I love the the information you put in there. Yes. So you know, it, it stemmed from a lot of people not knowing who Loki is, and th- they didn't know that he was fluid, uh, gender fluid. So I'm just like, this like, yeah, he's. He's a lot of things. So it's like, let's get to know Loki then. So I, I put a little project for you guys. And if you guys would like, uh, you go back to the the last podcast and then right down the description is all the links that you need to, you want to click to get you straight to those comic books. 
So the combo of the week of this week, though, is King Thor. That is combo of the week. And with that said, I hope you guys have a nice and wonderful time. A cup of coffee in the morning to the nice glass of Merlot at night. You guys have a nice, wonderful time. And goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to ER Comics Podcast Show. Tell us how we did. You can let us know on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Just search for ER Comics. 